Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. <laughs> what's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm feeling so good because I finally get to take a short vacation. Whoop, whoop. I am leaving for Vegas. Yes. In a couple days. Turn up, girl. So I'll be spending New Year's there, bringing in 2020 with a bang, <laughs> me and one of my closest friends. So it, I'm really excited because I need this break. Yeah. I'll be gone a week and away yeah. from adult responsibilities. I'll be turning up. We're going to yes. be doing parties. Yes. We're going to see Christina Aguilera in concert. <laughs> We're doing everything we can possibly do. So it's I'm excited. That's going to be so fun. Yes, yeah, so I'll let y'all know how it goes. Yes, yes. How about you? Um, I don't know. Um, I had some plans, but they fell through. So I'm gonna see what I can put together. Well, they do be having into. something in Dallas. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to be in Dallas, but I'll work something out. I'm not really too worried about it. Well, whatever you do, bring it in with a bang. For sure. Cause 2020. I, I just have a good feeling about 2020. Like, I'm on everybody's necks in 2020. I'm on my own neck in 2020. Yeah, you have to be. Like, I really feel like it's a great year for everything. And I and I don't necessarily say that every year. Yeah. Because the past couple of years have been, like, struggle bus. Same. <laughs> like, so. I'm just excited because I am going to be off for, like, a week and a half, almost two weeks. So I'm excited just to, like, reset and refocus. Like, there are some things that I'm working on. going to get to see some of my family, some of my friends. And just really just kind of reset and refocus and just kind of focus on, like, okay, like, what's your objective? Because I'm not – recently I've become one – I'm like, you, like, the last couple of years have been cool, but, like, 2019 was rough for you, girl. Like, the beginning of the year, like, I saw this quote, and it was, like, 2019 was two different years, and it was. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first part of the year for me was, like, so rough. And I feel like the second part of the year was a lot better. Well, that's good that you ended on a better note. Yes, I'm like, I'm in such a, like, I feel like I'm in a, like, a better place than I've been in a long time. That's good, friend. It's crazy how, like, you just never, you have all these expectations about the year or whatever, but then when you actually get to the year, towards the end of the year, you're like, oh my gosh, how did the time pass so fast? Right. Because I honestly feel like it was just January of 2019, like the beginning of the year. But my years have, my 2019 has kind of been like, eh. You know, it ain't been, like, horrible, but it ain't been, like, oh, my gosh, amazing. But I'm still blessed. I'm not going to complain about nothing. But Yeah. So let's talk about – let's actually reflect on the year. Okay. Okay. So what do you think you've learned or what's your biggest lesson for this year? I think, like, I've learned a lot of things this year, but I think a few of the things that have been prominent that I think God has been trying to show me – it's one of the things is like not relying on other people for validation. Like if I say that I want to do something, if I say that I want to be something or accomplish something, like going out and doing that, regardless of what anyone else has to say, regardless of anybody believes in me and different things like that. I think another thing that I've had to work on is communication. Cause like I said, I have like three degrees in communicating, but I'm horrible at communicating. So I've really had to focus on communicating and getting my thoughts through. Um, I'm one of those people that I really, really care what people think when I talk to them, but I've had to learn that I can't, it doesn't really matter how you react as long as I deliver what I'm trying to say in a very nice and respectful way. Like I just have to stop caring what other people think about certain things. And then really just to like, Go after, like, what I want and just to not play small. I think I've had a lot of people recently just out of the blue, like, come and talk to me about, like, playing small and being comfortable and just not, like, doing and being my full potential. So one of the things that I've learned is that, like, it doesn't matter if I have all this talent and I have all these smarts and I have all these skills if I don't take time to apply it. Yeah. So those are the three things that I really think I took from 2019 and those are the things that I'm actively working to be better at to you know propel myself to where I want to be yeah what about you my 2019 definitely one of the biggest lessons is to take care of myself 
um, I feel like I'm always carrying the burden of other others and mm-hmm. other people and worried all the time about other situations that are out of my control to where I worry so much and do everything and show up for everybody, but I'm not showing up for myself. Yeah. And if I'm giving all this energy to everybody else in my life, how yeah. do I have energy for myself? That's and true. then I have to watch what I am, how I'm taking care of myself. Because for the end of the year, I have been like sick, sick. And the thing that really caught me off guard was because I couldn't recover quick enough or quick yeah. like I usually could. And I feel like when God wants you to sit down, he'll make you sit down. Oh, for sure. And I definitely think that that's what happened is like, I just needed to sit down, get quiet and figure out, hey, you need to take care of yourself and make some changes. So I honestly yeah. have not been waiting till 2020 to start some changes. I've do, been doing some personal changes Same. for myself to get my health back in order. Yeah. You know, take care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of that intertwined. It really helped me learn that like I have to come first yeah I can't expect for other people to put me first I have to put myself first yeah and stop carrying the burden or the load of other things that I have no control over anyway yeah so that would be my biggest lesson of 2019 but on a positive note what's something that you're proud of that you've accomplished um I think for me like one of my goals um that um I've wanted to do is create um, like multiple streams of income and just like to really be an entrepreneur and to just, and to really just like live my life and be a light and different things like that. And I have been working on a personal project that I keep, that I kept going back and forth with back and forth with back and forth with. But I think for me, one thing that I'm so proud of is that like I actually took steps to do something on my own that a, that I want to do. The A that I want to do, B that's all me, and Z that I'm just, like, so proud to, like, launch in 2020. But I think for me, it's just creating multiple streams, like, creating another stream of income. And then really just, like, I guess, like, being, like, I feel like I'm always myself and I'm always authentically me. But I feel like I've always just kind of, like, like I said, just kind of taking people's feelings feelings into account before I say something and before I do something and different things like that. But I think one of the things that I'm proud of is that I've really, really worked on myself this year. And I feel like I'm like, I just like the person that I'm growing to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I think for me, one of the things I'm so proud of is letting go of a particular situation that has taken me years to get over yeah and that's a huge accomplishment for me because when you go through something that you don't understand why and then you get to a point where it's like you have no choice but to move on yeah it like took me there like I have no choice but to move on but I do in a way feel like I have accomplished yeah so much without letting that situation just completely ruin who I am yeah you have and so I feel like being proud of myself, period, is an accomplishment because yeah. I w- I'm those kind of per- the kind of person that's always thinking, like, I'm very hard on myself, and I feel like people are, g- in general, hard on themselves mm-hmm. and always feeling like you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough. But that's exactly what I was saying earlier is why I have run myself rugged because yeah. I'm always thinking I'm not doing enough. But I personally, personally am proud of myself for being in a better space yeah, mentally, physically and emotionally. So I think that that's what I'm most proud of because when I look back of everything that I've accomplished without letting um, certain situations that happen out of your control ruin you, like, I'm pretty strong. Like, (laughs) so I would say that would be, like, what I'm most proud of to be coming into 2020 and realizing everything that I've accomplished thus far is amazing. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that because, like, even just thinking back to 2019, like, um, unless you just, like, really, really just, like, fuck with me, fuck with me. Like, 2019, like, the beginning of 2019, like, I was just so, like, you haven't ever just felt so blessed, but you've been so miserable? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was so mentally and emotionally miserable just with, like, different things and situations in my life. Like, I was miserable to the point to where, like, I just had an attitude, like, every single day. Like... Shelby, why do you have attitude? Like, you were so blessed. But it's just, like, I had, like, dug myself in this rut 
that I just literally just couldn't like climb out of. And so like as the year progressed, things got better, dug myself out of the rut and different things like that. And literally kind of what I was talking to you about like a month ago, um, a few weeks ago or a couple of days ago, like literally like a month ago, it's like the heavens opened up and God said, oh, okay, like you've suffered long enough. You've been acting crazy long enough. You've done the most long enough. Like now, like, okay, let's get to work. Let's accomplish some of these things that you want to do. Let's get you out this hole. Let's, you know, like, let's work. And I think for me, 2019 has really been like a transformative year for me because I was talking to my mom and I was like, mom, I just feel like, I guess for me, I was just frustrated in a lot of different areas in my life because I feel like I've done everything right. And I prayed and I believed you know, God for a lot of things and those things weren't happening. And then I just finally got to this point, like, okay, God, like obviously what I want and what I'm doing is not working. So I'm just going to have to go with your plan. Like I had a choice, but yeah, I'm just going to have to go with your plan. And I kid you not, like the week that I turned 27, like no joke, like everything turned around for me. And it's just so crazy to me how you can, you know, start your quote race one way and end it another way. Exactly. Yeah. That was going to kind of be my next question was, what was it that you think you had to work through? And I think you just answered it is just working through your feeling like you weren't getting the things that you've been praying for. And I think like with me, like I've really been, I've been praying and asking for very big things in my life, things that I want to accomplish and things that I want to do, things that I'm more than capable and qualified to do. But I really think that God had to develop me and he had to like, like toughen me up about some situations. Um, and I think he did that. I think that, you know, he brought me through like a lot of situations and a lot of feelings that I didn't confront. Cause like I'm the type of person, um, sometimes that I will just push off, feel to the side, or sometimes I'll talk to my friends or family for validation. But for some reason, like in the season that I've been in this season, like I haven't really been for once in my life, I haven't really been consulting anyone about, how I feel or what I should do. Like, I really had to, like, in the season, stop talking to, not, like, I still talk to my friends about things, but, like, going to them for validation. This is something that I had to work through, like, journal through and pray through um, to God for, and I think that was a lot of my problem, is that I wasn't taking it to the right person or I wasn't taking it to the right source. And I think that, like, God just really had to toughen me up. And I think that I had to get really honest about how I felt and why I felt it. And I had to deal with some things and some people and some situations that I just really hadn't dealt with just because, you know, I didn't want to. And I saw this quote, it was like, you can deal with it now, you can deal with it later. But if you deal with it, if you don't deal with it now, it's going to resurface in a different way. Yeah, And I think a lot of things resurface like that in my life that I was like, okay, God, like I'm going to pass this test. So what's up? What about you? What would I you think say? Something I had to work through was it kind of coincides with everything I was saying. It's just I feel like I owe myself so much, right? So for me to just concentrate on myself and what I need for me. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something I had to work through and I think in order for me to work through that, God had to isolate me from a lot of yeah, things and, and people sense. and things that I loved and cared about and put before me and put before him, you know? Yeah. So I think that one thing that I'm always saying this is like, because I'm such a planner and scheduler, I had to work through learning that I'm on God's time. Yeah. <laughs> Not my time. Yeah. And it may be seem like I've been believing for stuff for several years and have not seen it come to pass. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to, but that yeah. means I have to keep on believing. And so I think one thing I just had to work through is like, trust God's timing. He's isolating you for a purpose. There's always a reason why you go through things, you experience things, things don't happen on your timetable, that kind of thing. So I yeah. think me working through that, I really come to kind of like an epiphany, like Erica, this is your time to really step into the great person that you are instead of sitting back and helping everybody else like help yourself like you're not you're not putting your all into yourself and that's not fair yeah especially at a time like this where I don't you know have children or anything like that to put first it's like you have to really put yourself first at this moment and focus on what you need to do for you don't worry about your family yeah doing you know put it trying to worry about what they're doing and you have no control over anything yeah so I just say 
what I have to work through is just being more personal with myself. If that makes yeah. any sense. So I get what you're saying. I think, and you tell me what you think. Like, I think for me, 2019 has really been like laying the foundation for me personally and professionally. And it's really been just laying the foundation, I think, to like launch me into a lot of the things that I want to do. And even though this 2019 or this season wasn't my favorite season, it was necessary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm grateful for 2019, but 2020, like, let's do this. like. And I think we have to realize that every year is going to have trials and tribulations. Yeah. It would be great for every year to just be like, oh, my gosh, this is my perfect year. It's never going to be like that because there's always lessons that we have to learn. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some point where we have to step back and be like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do about this? There's always going to be those situations where he wants you to go to him for guidance. And so I think that that's one really eye-opening thing is that like none of this is all of this is bigger than us right so we have to go to him and be like okay god what do you want me to do because i've been in that situation god i don't have no more answers yeah because i'm always feeling feeling like i'm giving god suggestions you know you could do (laughs) and it don't work that way yeah so i think that's great but i really am excited for 2020 i really have a good feeling about what we're doing but then also us individually they're like personal things we've each been praying for i just really have a great feeling about the new year so we gonna see listen i'm on my own nickel 2020 so i don't know about y'all you gotta be i'm just letting y'all know you gotta be (laughs) um so let's get into our first segment which is dating and relationships so the question is this is pretty this is pretty creative okay so it says we always talk about what men should bring to the table in relationships but what should women be bringing to the table and why? Um, so I love this question because I feel like, first and foremost, as women, like we don't give ourselves enough credit. Amen to that. For like how bomb we are and how amazing we are. Like I'm hyping women up all this episode. So I'm getting on y'all nerves if you do. Um, so that's the first and foremost. But I think this question is important because I think sometimes like we sit here and we nitpick about what a guy should bring to the table, but we don't ask ourselves sometimes, like, what should we bring to the table? Like, I feel like now I'm at an age where, like, I'm like, okay, should we, like, what? Because if I'm talking to you or dating you or trying to get to know you, like, I'm not talking to you just to hear myself talk to you. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, that's on my nerves. No. But, like, I'm just at a point now where I'm like, okay, should we, like, okay, you're dating this person or you're talking to this person or whatever or whoever I end up dating or talking to. Like, I want to know, I want to be able to bring so much to the table that he doesn't, that I don't have to be a burden to him. You know what I mean? And I can be his helpmate. Like I can help him do things. Cause I think now, like a lot of times, like I said, like a lot of times we, or as women, sometimes not all women, like we'll nitpick what a guy does and what a guy brings to the table. But some women don't bring anything to the table. Like dudes don't want an out of shape girl. Dudes don't want nobody that can't bring the equivalent to what they're asking for. Like, Anything I ask for or that I want, I can reciprocate and I can bring to the table. I think that's very, very important. I think it's very important to be an independent woman, but not like a shoving in his face type of woman. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to bring yourself to the table as a whole individual that thinks independently. Um, I think it's important to bring a job to the table with benefits so that you so that he knows that, that you can support yourself. I think it's important to bring your own mind and your own thoughts and your own way of living. I think it's important to bring your authentic self your authentic vision and authentically like what you want in a relationship and then all the other surface level things like looks and fitness and food and different things like that i do believe that those things are necessary that are um, not necessary but they're what's the word important important but they're available if that's what you want but also i feel like if you're asking for all these superficial things like you have to be able to bring that to the table too but also knowing that surface level things sometimes you know he can be fine on the outside but is he fine on the inside right <laughs> cuz if he not and he fine on the outside he obviously an ugly he's <laughs> so, trash then but i definitely think whatever you asking for from your from a man to bring to the table as a woman you should be able to already do that for yourself I like I don't, I shouldn't be expecting him to take me to four star restaurants if I can't take myself to a four star restaurant. Listen, you know what I'm saying, and I don't obviously like you were saying like guys don't want an unmotivated broke female either. Yeah, like a woman doesn't want that in a man. So why would you think a man wants that? And if he does, then that says that's a red flag for me. 
And that's like so, that's somebody that wants to control you. Exactly, and that, and so I think as a woman, you have to be confident in who you are. Listen to bring and know who you are, because like we've all been through that moment where we don't really know who we are, and we try to change for yeah. what this man wants. But if what he wants is not who you are, yeah, then it's not gonna work, You're and right. that's okay. So I think that you just have to be confident, not cocky, but confident. Because there's who you, a difference. Yes, yeah, so you have to be confident in who you are and what you bring. And if he doesn't respect that or thinks that that's you, oh, you too much, you too independent or whatever, then that's not the dude for you. Yeah. So I definitely think it needs to be um, a balance because I think men in general would want someone that's supportive, right? Of course. You need someone that's supportive, someone that... Um, can encourage you and, and make you feel like the man, right? Yes, you <laughs> so, gotta hype your man up, ladies. Yes, you do, because you don't want Sarah doing it at because work. Then we're gonna have problems. <laughs> then I'll show that. up and be like, where's Sarah? Listen, because I will come over <laughs> on my lunch break. <laughs> no, but so I just think that it's important, ladies, for whatever you require of a man, you should be able to have that too. And don't think that you can just ha- even surface level things. If you expect him to have a mansion, but you don't, you still at your mama house, like that doesn't make sense. You should be able to like live on your own and support yourself, and yeah. and not rely on this man because I I think that's just how I was raised to like have your own. Yeah. Like I don't ever want to feel like I can't do it by yourself. by myself before I get into a situation with someone. Now, hey, if he making enough for me to just you know say bye to my job, bye. <laughs> No, but but I'm just saying, like, I would yeah. always, you always want to have your identity. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to just be like, well, he got it all. Yeah. Well, of course, if he wants to do that, and Great. y'all agree, let him do that. But make sure that you know who you are when you step to that table. Yeah. Because you don't want him to just be the table and the chairs, and you sitting there, you ain't even got no plates, napkins, forks, nothing. Right. And I think <laughs> it's important for women in relationships, to, like you said, to keep their identity, but also like you said, to like have something for themselves and to have hobbies like outside of their partner and their mate. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good and I think that's really healthy. Um, I think when women bring things to the table and different things like that, I think it's important to like even if you just journal it or you say it out loud or you talk to your friends, like I think it's really important to know what you bring to the table personally. So like just like a few things, like what do you think or what do you know that you bring to the table that you think would be beneficial for a relationship? Um, First thing that came to mind is maturity. I feel like I'm very mature, like relationship wise. Like I, I'm very aware, like what I, what I can bring to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm very supportive. I'm a very supportive person, period. But definitely in a relationship, I'm very, um, what's the word when you like I guess supportive is along those same lines of like I will be that person to like pray pray for you and listen to you like Like, a prayer warrior yeah like when yes and somebody that you can have fun with (laughs) yeah like I love to have fun and be goofy but I'm also serious too sometimes like I I know when to handle the business and I know when to just be goofy and just you know let loose but I think also I bring responsibility I'm reliable I'm dependable. Yeah. Like, all those are important. If you can't rely on your girl, you can't depend on her. Everything is all Which y'all in a relationship for? Yeah. She don't listen to you, you know. Um, and some other things that I won't disclose. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> clear stuff. <laughs> now, I would definitely say, like, um, definitely, um, definitely, like, supportive. Like, I try to be, like, even with my friends, like, I try to be, like, their biggest, like, cheerleaders. I try, like, if you tell me... You want to open a piggy wiggly. Like, I'm probably sending you articles like, okay, like, this is how we're about to do it and different things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think of it as, like, a we thing because I want to make sure that, you know, I'm your co-pilot, I'm your back pilot, like, whatever you may need, like, I got you. Like you said, I feel like I'm very, like, um, I think I'm the opposite of you. I'm very childish, but I just think that that (laughs) brings the element of, you know, goofiness to the relationship because I just don't take myself seriously most of the time, but I think I bring... Like, this is not a word, but funness to the relationship. Because I like to have fun. I like to do different things. And I like to joke around and just, like, make sure that my partner's having a good time. Um, and different things like that. And I say that because I feel like a lot of times women or as women, we just expect the guy to, like, take us out, date us, date us, date us. But I think it's important for you to take your dude out, too, and to date him and to show him, like, a good time and different things like that. Yeah. I definitely think, like, I bring... 
Um, I don't know if this is going to sound right because I'm sure my man is going to be very smart. But <laughs> I definitely think I bring, like, smarts and education to the table. Like, I love to learn. Mm-hmm. And I love to um, just kind of know everything about you. And I say that to say, like, when I really, really like somebody, like, I want to know, like, everything about them. Because I want to know how to, like, better be a better partner to them, to better mm-hmm. serve them, and to better just, like, know them. And I would definitely say... Um, I just feel like overall, like, I just bring a lot to the table, like, great things that I just said. And like you said, things that I can't say, but, you know. (laughs) And I'm not going to ask. So, (laughs) but, yeah, I think that, um, it, like we were just saying, it is important to recognize within yourself as a woman what you can offer. Because sometimes you'll get into relationships or dating or whatever. And sometimes I've personally been through this where you feel like he makes you feel like you're not enough. Enough. Or not Me bringing too. enough, yeah. or you know, he's bringing better, more, yeah. or whatever. So, but that comes from you not are you not really knowing and understanding who you are, yeah, as a woman. So that's first things first. And you, when you said that, you made me think of something. I think also just be aware that like you can bring everything good to the table that mm-hmm. needs to be brought in a relationship, but. If that's not your person, then everything that you're bringing may not be right for that table. Exactly. And so I just want you to be aware that, like, you got to kind of know, like, the fine line between, okay, like, I brought this to the table and I'm amazing, but it just wasn't work. Like, it just didn't work out so we can clean our hands instead of, like, oh, okay, I brought everything to the table, but I wasn't good enough. So I think that you have to kind of be aware of when you're, when you're bringing things to the table, I'll say, like, this, like, you can be everything. But if that's not your person, it won't matter. Exactly. So I think, like, you have to be aware of that. So is there anything that you feel like in dating or um, past relationships or going forward um, that you need to work on as far as bringing to the table? I think I need to – well, I haven't dated in a while, so I think (laughs) – I'm just going to guess. <laughs> Throw something out there. Um, okay, educated I guess. think it's just being, uh, I guess the word would be vulnerable with him because I always feel like um, I got to take a step back and, and let him show me. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I'll get into the bad habit of going ahead and taking care of something or doing yeah. something before he even gets the chance to do it. And it's like, to me, I feel like even so- something simple as if he wants to buy me something. Yeah. Like, I feel like, oh, my gosh, you didn't have to do this. Like, because I feel like maybe at one point I felt like oh, if he's buying me this or he's doing all this stuff for me, I feel like I got to do it, do, do stuff it right for him. Or, yeah, and it's not about that. Like, let somebody do something nice for you. Let him yeah. handle this for you. Like, so yeah. I would say that's vulnerability. I think I need to work on that. I need to. I think I need to let the man actually be the man yeah. and not jump in front of him and do stuff and handle stuff before him and all that. Yeah. So next dude, wherever he at, Lord, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to definitely need to work on that. Yeah. And that's going to be hard because I've been by myself doing it by myself for a while. And it's yeah. like, if somebody step in, okay, sir, um, I'm, I'm giving you 30 seconds. I'm going to I saw this quote. It was like, if she's like from 30 to 30, if she's like from 30 to 34, you got, Three to five business days to show her what's up. And I forgot to send it to you, and I thought about you. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to tell you that. Me, AF, yeah. What about you? I would definitely say vulnerability, but in a different way. So I've recently started talking to people, dating, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. But one (laughs) thing that I realized about myself is that, like, I definitely want somebody that's very loving and that's very, that sweats me, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I've realized, um, as I've been talking to people or dating people, that I have been, like, real standoffish. And I was kind of taken aback. I was, like, I was thinking one day, I was talking to my cousin about it. I was, like, you know, like, I say I want somebody that's very affectionate, very vulnerable with me, that talks to me, that's open to me. But I haven't been given that to when, I, when I'm dating or when I'm talking to people. Like, I'm real standoffish. I'm not as affectionate as I could probably be, like, but, like, this is weird, but, like, I, like, I can miss you, but I won't tell you I miss you. Mm-hmm. I could be thinking about you, but I won't tell you I'm thinking about you. I could, like, want to see you, but I'm not going to say nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
And that's a problem. <laughs> um, and, that's, and the crazy thing is I used to be like that. But I think I've built up, like, I've been by myself for so, like, I've been by myself for so long. I've done it by myself for so long. And I've built up this wall to just live and exist. And I think that that's what I had to do at the time to survive and to over, and to get through what emotions I had at the time. But as I, you know, started dating and talking to people, like, I realized that, like, I have to, like, break that barrier down because you can't see the real me if that wall is up. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I have to work on being more vulnerable and, like, letting who, whoever I'm talking to or dating at the time know that I do care about them. Like, if I, like tell them that I care about them. Tell them that I miss them. Tell them that I want to see you. Um, I, I was talking to my cousin, and she told me the realest thing. She was like, Shelby. She was like, I just want to paraphrase this before I say this, y'all. I don't got a man, okay? Thanks. <laughs> but she was like, Shelby. My cousin was like, Shelby, don't let your pride miss out on your man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You are correct. My mama used to say, you play hard to get, you won't get got. Listen. <laughs> and I just, and I I have such a show me mentality. Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. But it's like, if you show me, it's not good enough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I've really, I've really had, I'm really learning how to compromise. And I'm, whew, and I'm really learning how, I'm trying to learn and open myself up to be more vulnerable so that I can receive somebody to love me like I want to be loved because you can't love me if I don't open up and I'm not vulnerable and I don't tell you how I want to feel yeah um my cousin was like you know so many times we want to be told we loved you we love you and we miss you and we want this she was like but did you ever think that like whoever you're talking to like she was like tell him you miss him talk to him give oh, him yeah. up say yeah. you know you were on my mind and different things like that she was like girl stay top of mind and you'd be surprised like how far that goes along because men are so used to catering to women like, if you even just do the simple things and cater to him, you'd be surprised. So, I've been working on if I feel the spirit I'm in whoever I'm Y'all, talking I to, <laughs> um, to say, oh, I miss you, or, you know, I'm thinking about you. And that's hard because, you know, I think, I always think worst case scenario, like, what if they don't, what if they say they don't miss me? Or what if they were like, oh, that's corny. You know what I mean? Just corny. Because I actually really am like a lovey dovey, affectionate type of person. But I'm having to really, like, literally, like, reprogram myself. Yeah. And that's been so hard. Like, it's been harder than I thought. Because even I was talking to somebody, and he was just kind of looking at me one day. Like, he went to give me a hug, and I was just real standoffish about it. I was like, okay, Shelby, that was really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you didn't have to be that Mm -hmm. awkward. And eventually, like, I loosened up, and I was like, oh, okay. He was like, okay, good, because you were tripping. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me... For me to even get there, I have to be more open because I've been, like you said, build build up a wall. But I, like, I'm not out here trying to be no bitter girl, you know, because I still believe in love. I still believe that there's somebody out there for me of and course. I don't ever want to come across like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to nobody unless he for real. Like, I don't want to come across like that. But also I have to guard my heart and I have to oh, protect sure. it, especially if you know my story, you would understand. So it's yeah. like, I just think that for me, I just, I've been praying specifically to have discernment if that man is for me. Cause I, I, you know, women always talk about, I ain't got time to play no games. No, really. I don't like, I don't have it in me at all. Like so that I, meme that I sent you. So if I can let go of my last relationship that yeah. lasted for so long, I'm definitely going to be able to recognize quicker when yeah. something ain't right. Right. Yeah. So I think. That for me, I just, I do need to recognize like, hey, if you recognize this person as the person that you should actually give a chance to, yeah. then be open and be okay with yeah. that. But that's going to be tough. So um, I agree. And like you said, like, I'm glad that we're sharing, like, I think it's also important, like what we just shared to share, like things that you need to work on. Cause I feel like as human beings, we're always evolving and we're always prog- progressing. And I think it's always important to be aware of what you need to work on and what you need to get better on. And I think the fact that we're aware of um, these things or these faults or whatever, I think that's really good because a lot of people wouldn't even recognize those. But like I said, but kind of back to our original topic, um, I do think it's important to know what you bring to the table because I feel like, I feel like you can be humble, but sometimes you got to slide your credentials across the table and let people know this is not a game. <laughs> it's not. It's really and, not. Like, even, like, I was sitting here and I was thinking, like, not even to, like, gas ourselves up, but I was sitting here and I was thinking to myself one day and I was just, like, literally, like, because I was trying to hype myself up because I was down about something. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, okay, Shelby, like, name five or six things that you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you're educated and you're smart. 
you take care of yourself and you don't ask anybody, you know, for help or anything like that. You can travel, you can pick up and go when you want. Like, you don't have anybody else to take care of. You have amazing friends and family. Like, you're reliable, you're dependable, you're smart, you're a good person. Like, you're a down-ass person. And either somebody's going to take that or they're not. And if they're not, that's okay. Like, there's always other fish in the sea. And I think one thing I've had to realize is that, like, be okay when you're dating and realizing, like, okay, this person isn't for me. Like, that person can still be a good person. Yeah. But... That don't mean they're a person. And I think it's really important to remind yourself of what you bring to the table and to hype yourself up and to humbly be like, okay, this is what I bring to the table. Like, can you match that? Yeah, exactly. And if they can't match it, I don't think there's anything wrong with nicely walking away. Because one thing that I'm not doing that I've done in the past is I'm in no way settling in any form or fashion in my life, specifically in dating. Because I feel like whoever you date or you end up with, I think that's one of the most important decisions that you will make in your life. Yes. And that's hard because a lot of people do settle. Yeah, A lot of people get into their lonely moments and they feel like they can't find anybody else or they feel like they're too old and it's just it's just gone now. So I'm going to just settle for Billy down the street. You know, it's I mean, a lot of street. different yeah. variables into why people do settle. Maybe they don't even realize they're settling, but they are. And they feel like, well, this is maybe the best I can get or this is anything the most I can ever see myself having. Yeah. But how how do you know that you're settling? For me, I don't have peace about it. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm selling, I don't have peace about it. And, like, I literally have, like, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, I keep, like, I don't have peace about it. Like, so I guess you could say, like, that's a little person on your shoulder or head. Yeah. But, like, I get really uneasy about it in my spirit and my stomach. And, like, I'll just know, like, for instance, for instance, like, I was talking to somebody um, recently. And um, they were an amazing person. They were a really good person. But I didn't have peace about it for very specific reasons. And I didn't have peace about it until I let, until I told him, like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Like, we can be cool, but we can't date. We can't kick it. You can't come over here. We can't chill. Like, that's yeah. that's not going to work. And one thing I will say, if you're going to pray to have discernment about things, be ready to accept that discernment. Because let yeah. me tell you, God was on my neck about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's how I know. Because, like, there are very specific things, like you, that I've been praying and believing for. And I know that I'm not going to get everything on my list, but I know I feel like there are certain like critical things that I that I'm asking and praying for that God is not going to let me settle on. Mm-hmm. You know, what about you? Uh, Same. I think that you in order to even know if you're settling, you have to know what it is that you set it out to get or that you want. You got to be honest about it. Yes, because if you don't know what you want or if you say you want A, B and C, but you over here with. D-E-F, you know what I mean? Like, you're over here, you didn't even get A, B, and C. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it goes back to knowing what it is that you want and, and sticking to that. Yeah. Because if you ever get to a point where you're compromising your values, your listen, morals, listen. what you what you believe in yourself, what you worked on. You better tell the people. And your singleness, like, you know when it's not right. Like, this is not what I, what I wanted. Yeah. And then it is hard, because especially, like we said, we haven't really dated in a while, so it's like... You do have lonely moments, right? It's a, it's a, it's an interesting. Like, let's world just keep it real. You have them lonely moments. So when somebody, he could be the person that isn't really what you said you wanted, but he giving you all the attention that you need, <laughs> and it's like you end up being in this situation that's like you know that's not what you want. Yeah. Because I'm saying that because I've been there before, and oh, it's I it's never to. a good space to be because once the longer you entertain that the harder it is to get out of it. And so I just think that you have to know what it is that you want. And we always joke like, oh, if if I wasn't me, I would date me. But no, literally, I would date me. Me too. (laughs) Like, Like, I'm amazing. Like, I'm like, I'm a really cool person. I would love to have me in my life. So, (laughs) but in the most humblest way. But I'm just (laughs) saying, like, I think that you just have to know what you want. So for me now at early 30s, like, if I'm in my early 30s and I don't know what I want, yeah. Something ain't right with that. Yeah. So it's like I recognize things that I need to work on and things that I need to be more aware of when I am in my next relationship. Yeah, same. And to stop letting things linger longer than they should. Nip it right in the bud. Exactly. And it's hard to do that. Yeah, especially when you're feelings and emotions and you, if especially if you had sex, like all of that stuff, I'm just being real, y'all. Like it plays a part in it. It does play a part in because all that's intertwined, and then you have soul ties with the person. Like this is not yeah. a game, y'all. And so 
I think for me, I think you just really have to know what you want. Yeah. And once you know what you want. Yeah. And that don't align. If it's realistic. Okay. Yes. Disclaimer. It has to be realistic. realistic. So for me, at this age, I know exactly what it is that I need or want. Yeah. And I just will not settle for it. Because I am. What One thing I think is a blessing for me is that I'm okay being by myself. I really am. And I've always been, like, my mom always tells me stories when I was little. She's like, you never even played with nobody. You be in the corner with your toys just chilling. And I just feel like that's always been in my in my aura is, like, I'm always cool being, being by myself. Yeah. But I don't want to live my life by myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to say, like, even though I have those lonely moments, like, I just cannot let that interfere with, like, all the work that I've done yeah. to get to this spot yeah. that I'm at. Yeah. So... That's all I got to say about that. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to add one little tidbit okay. um, for myself. But I would just definitely say, like, I feel like when it comes to dating relationships, like, I have worked myself back up and worked on myself to get back to the point where I'm open to dating and I'm open to meeting somebody and trying to get somebody. Um, I will say that I am 80% sure <laughs> of the type of person that I think that I um, would like to end up with and the type of person that I need. Um, still praying on the other 20% from the Lord. But I think for me um, in this season, like, just going off this topic and everything that we've talked about, like, I'm having to get, like, God has really been testing me because there are certain things that I that I have promised myself that I'm not going to do and that I'm not going to put up with. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that I've been praying and believing for. And God has been testing me in all areas of this. And I've met some amazing guys, some very attractive guys, some guys that have things bringing to the table. But he's really been testing me in this season. Like, okay, she'll be like, you say this is what you want and you're praying for it, but are you going to compromise? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to fold? So I think for me in this season, like, I'm really just having to continually, like, humbly, but continually, like, hype myself up on what I bring to the table, make it known, but also I've had to learn to be okay with walking away if that does, if, if what I'm doing or who I'm talking to does not serve me. Yeah. Because I believe that I believe that the devil sends people that look like everything that you want before God sends you who Yeah, because he, he knows what you're praying for too. Yeah. So <laughs> So I think for me in this season, that's really what I'm praying and believing for. Because obviously we've talked about like I do believe that I do believe in desire to be married and to have children and to have a purpose and different things like that. But I'm very particular about it because, like I said, I think that's one of the most important decisions that you have to make. And I'm very particular about it. So in this season, I've really been tested mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past month or two um, when it comes to dating. But I do believe that me standing by um, my morals and my convictions and, you know, what I what I what I praise to God about, I do believe that it's going to yield amazing results. And y'all gonna look up and your girl gonna be married I know. in a couple years. Well, that's so. why I was telling myself, I was like, I'm in the point where I'm not, I don't want a boyfriend. I want a husband. And if that makes any sense, I mean, by like this next person, like if they're, I don't want to just be out here playing around. Yeah. I don't. I, this is not where I'm at in my life. And so that's what, that's another reason why you should know if you're settling or not by what you want. Like if yeah. you, if you know that you don't want to just be out here playing around, then yeah. and you end up doing that, then that's how you know you're settling because it ain't what you want from the beginning. So that's why I'm like, it's better to be comfortable with who you are and what you bring to the table by yourself mm-hmm. before you get into any type of situation with other people, and then you don't know what you bring what you bring to the table. You don't know what you want. That's how you end up settling. Yeah. So we'll see what 2020 has for me um, in that realm because. God's been blessing I'm me. I'm so. single, single. <laughs> like, single, single. I'm single, like, single. Like, nobody too. hit my line single. Oh, I'm not th- that single. Yeah. But, yeah. But I'm still single. But I'm cool, though. Like, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel any type of way about, oh, maybe I'm not doing something. Because I think a lot of times women, we feel like if nobody's talking to us and nobody's showing interest, then it, it does something to what we're yeah. bringing I'm to weird. Table. I was telling my mom, I was like, I was like, you know, when you date, they want to talk all the time. They want to hang out. They want to do. My mom was like, that's the point of dating, Shelby. So, weird. Yeah. So, we'll see. I've been praying on it, so I'm really not in no kind of, like, worry. (laughs) Okay. So, let's move on to our next segment called The Journey. And this is where we talk about um, our journey to building our brand, all things melanin. 
So let's talk about feedback versus criticism. So how have we taken feedback and criticism that we've gotten through the years and used it to our advantage? Hmm. You got it. Um, I'm trying to think of something that was we've gotten criticized on. We've gotten a lot of feedback and relatively gr- good feedback. Yeah. But criticism, I, I, can't I, don't, think- I don't, I can't really remember. So I can't really remember necessarily quote criticism, but yeah. I will say, I don't know about you. I've gotten unwarranted opinions. Yeah. I've on different that. things. Um, I think like when, and I would, cause I think those are two different things. Yeah. Um, I think when we first, I started first started getting those unwarranted criticisms, um, opinions or whatever, like it used to bother me and I used to try to like change what I was doing or changing our brand or like incorporate what they were saying into our meetings. And I just kind of felt like, and don't get me wrong. I like, I love unwarranted opinions sometimes. Um, and I love feedback, but I think you have to find like the balance between, okay, is this person nitpicking? Or is this person actually being helpful? Yeah. I think that I've had to learn through the years how to stand on what we both agreed on and what we both prayed and believed on. I think I've had to learn how to take what someone says, use what they use, what I can use and disregard the rest. You have to. Yeah. Cause if you don't, then the brand will just end up being theirs. (laughs) Yeah. If you just adjust everything based off of everyone's opinions or criticism or feedback, I think it's great to actually get feedback whether it's good or bad, especially like we've always talked about how in the beginning we just wanted feedback from our audience to see how they were receiving the brand. I think that's a great way to get the feedback. Some people don't want criticism at all, but who wants criticism? But still, some of it could be constructive and something that you're like, oh, I never even thought about that. Maybe we can, like you said, take what we can get from it and then um, move on. But I think for us, we're blessed to have feedback that has sparked some ideas yeah you know not just oh well y'all need to do better with that or y'all need to do better with this now i've had some people do some slide remarks that i literally just don't even pay attention to and like okay well whatever i've had some people say well why would you want to do that the market is already so oversaturated well so is everything else in the marketplace go down the bread aisle it literally all these food chains like everything is so oversaturated so i can't stand that Um, point that people try to make and it's like because when it's for you there's going to be a lane for you so if you want to give me criticism give me constructive criticism um I think that when you are asking for the feedback kind of take your feelings out of it yeah and don't because when you're objective about it yeah when you're starting a brand or anything that you're trying to start it kind of is your baby and nobody wants nobody criticizing their baby you know so I think you have to take your personal feelings about it and if it's something that you agree with going forward then do it but if it's something you're like "Mm, I don't really agree with that it's okay yeah so I think sometimes um in the beginning of course you want everybody to be happy for you oh look what I've done look at what I've created and then when people put their opinion in it you want to be cautious of not going in the direction of where everybody else trying to steer you like you said, we have to go back to what we actually prayed for and what we're standing on, what we built it on versus everyone else's opinion. Because everybody always going to have an opinion all the time, good or bad. Yeah. So. I would agree. I guess, like, for me, like, I'm now, I'm just kind of at the point where, like, like, you, I like, I like feedback and different things like that, but I don't pay attention to unwanted opinions or criticism because I have layer, I have laser focus. And like any type of negativity or things that just don't match up with what we're doing don't really bother me that much anymore because yeah. I just don't have the space or the energy to entertain it. Yeah. Like the energy that I feel that I, that I would spend on that, I could be spent on working on our brand or something else that I'm working on. And you know, one thing that kind of irritates me <laughs> about criticism or feedback is that what I realize is people, we always say people don't see the vision or some people don't see your vision and may ask you, well, why would you want to do that? But also when they see what you've created, it's like they don't, they always want to criticize things that they they haven't even tried to attempt to do themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can you tell me how to steer this boat when you've never even been on the water? You know what I mean? Like, how can you tell me how to do this and you've never even tried to do it? So I think some people do that because maybe they're discouraged within their own dreams. So you got to be conscious of that too. Where is this energy coming from? Is it coming from a good place? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm telling you guys this because maybe, you know, I, you could work on this versus, well, 
y'all need to do this. Yeah. You know, where is the intentions coming from? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You got to be able to determine the difference between that. Because I just don't like it when people just have so many opinions. But it's like, well, what are you doing with your life? Like, <laughs> I would second that. Yeah. So I think that it's great to have feedback. And if it's constructive criticism, take it for what it's worth and keep it moving. Yeah. So... Speaking of keeping moving, let's move on to our mentor moment. So this is when we um, receive a listener's letter and we are going to read the question and we are going to give our opinions about it. So the question says, hi, Erica and Shelby. So recently I've been dating this guy for a minute and I really like him. He's everything I thought I ever wanted. He hits everything on my list. I usually jump into things, but this time I decided to take my time and really get to know him and I feel like I know him well. How do you know when it's time to introduce Bay to your family and do you have any tips to make sure everything goes smoothly? <laughs> uh, you don't know us, do you? <laughs> First of all, so I just want to preface this by saying that anybody that I've ever dated or talked to, like I really did it for some reason get to like, I guess introduce them quote properly or like how I wanted to, mm-hmm. it would just happen. Like, yeah, he would just like something would happen and it'd just be like, oh, okay. Like we about to see what you made of today because yeah. here are my parents. Like, yeah, for me, um, I can only base this off my most recent relationship. I remember meeting his family and it was very intimidating because he has four sisters and he's the youngest. Yeah. So when you got that baby brother and all of your siblings are older women, and here I come, of course they're going to look at me like, who is this little thought I'm crying. <laughs> that you bringing around our mama? You know, yeah. um, I think the most intimidating thing is bringing around the mom. But I think, I don't really necessarily think there's a right or wrong time to bring Bay Or a right or wrong thing. way either. Yeah, or right or wrong way. But I would suggest maybe something a little bit less, like, heavy yeah like something light so maybe like if you're doing a family function or Ooh. something like that just to kind of bring him there instead of something so serious like well we're all sitting in the living room let's yeah. interrogate you tonight Ooh. that kind of thing like even if it's just for dinner like or if it's a cookout or just something yeah. a little lighter i would suggest because i remember introducing my significant other at the time to my dad it really happened on accident it was like I had to run by the house and my parents don't play that. Who is that sitting in the car? They need to come in. So <laughs> that's what happened. And then next thing I know, him and my dad playing Madden. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess he cool. Um, but the real person, I would say, I have a sibling. I have a brother. So my dad is pretty cool. But my brother, if he don't like you, sir, it's a wrap for you. Because <laughs> yeah. my brother would, would tell me straight up, nah, he ain't, I don't yeah. like him. So um, I just think that there's really no good or bad time but i do think maybe more smoothly would be like i said something yeah. a more lighthearted or fun and don't have them around for like seven hours oh no we keep it to like an up. hour and a half you know keep a time limit oh we gotta go it was nice meeting y'all and then do it that way because i've had some people that i know like they have not um they've been scared to introduce their significant other to their parents yeah. and for a lot of different reasons but i'm like you have to eventually I What's feel like going to do just show up and meet him at the wedding? And then, yeah, because <laughs> I would feel kind of weird because I'm close to my family. So it's different for everybody's family dynamic. Yeah. I'm close to my family. So I, and if he's close to his family, I'd be feeling some kind of way if, you if had I haven't them. been around them or nobody in the family. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great thing that you kind of thinking about bringing him around, but make sure it's just something cool, fun, an hour and a half, yeah. boom, go home. <laughs> I think, and I think it's the quote, like you said, I don't really think there's a quote right time, but I think there yeah. is a quote right time, if that makes sense. I think, like, if you're sitting here making plans with this person and you think that you're going to be with this person and marry this person and build this empire and this family, it's time to introduce them to your family. Yeah. Period. You should. Because I feel like, like, for me, like, when I'm in it, I'm in it. And, like, you know, like, sometimes we get these love goggles and we get blinded in different things like that. So I would want him to meet my family to see if, you know, my family and my, my parents or something can see something that um, I cannot see. I definitely think it's nerve-wracking because let me tell you something. Harvey Wayne and Dewana Cummins, <laughs> they ain't backing down. Like, they, I know that they're going to be very judgmental. That's the only way to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to be very judgmental because I am the baby. I am the youngest. 
and all that stuff. So I know that they're going to be very judgmental and they're going to be very like, I mean, they're going to be nice and polite, but when he leaves, they're going to let me know like, hey, he ain't it or hey, he it or hey, he all right. If he yeah. all right, we got a chance. I mean, that's the cool thing about parents because they can spot, they'll be spot on. With if the he can put his toe in the house, uh uh-uh. uh, yeah, exactly. So, well, mom, can he get both feet? But when you all in love and all that, you don't want to hear that. Yeah. But, um, I think that it is good to have, if, especially if you're trying to be serious about this person, to introduce them. Now, don't let years and years and years yeah. and years go by. And I think another way to do it, like for me, like if I'm talking to somebody or dating somebody, like the last person I tell in my family is my dad because he can't keep a secret, <laughs> so he's the last to know and will always be the last to know. But for me, like if I'm talking to somebody or I'm dating somebody, I tell my mom, right? And then if I keep talking about it, my mom, she she starts to gauge, like, oh, okay, like she's serious. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's real serious, then I tell my dad. So. For me, I know that I'm going to have to warm my parents up to the thought of me bringing somebody home. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have to warm them up to the person coming to the function or meeting them or having dinner. Mm -hmm. Because my parents really ain't the type of people that you just spring somebody on. (laughs) Um, That ain't going to (laughs) work. Like, I need to to warm my parents up. Mm -hmm. And I need to warm him up, too, because... Like, I know, I, like, if y'all don't know my daddy, you don't understand. But, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, the Erica said, said it all. I wouldn't want to, like, on the other end, like, if Bay is trying to introduce me to his family, I would want it to be scheduled. Because I want to know what I'm going to wear. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be you catching us at the club. I need to know who's going to be there. Can you give me a little bit of description on <laughs> yes. everybody and what they're doing so that I can know a little bit about. For instance, like, when I met my high school sweetheart's family, they knew so much about me before I even said hello. <laughs> And I and it kind of eased this. It kind of eased like the tension and different things like that, you know. Yeah. Whereas for me, I didn't get to ease the tension for him mm-hmm. because it just kind of happened when he met my dad, and that's a whole different story for a whole different podcast. Yeah. But I just know that in the times that I've in, like I've warned my parents up and I've warned him up, like it's gone a lot better. So I would just say like warm all the parties up and like make sure that you kind of like i wouldn't say just give him like a full down biased business strategy takedown but i would say hey hit the basics like my dad like this he like this football team he's this way hey he don't like these things so i wouldn't even hit on or touch on it you know what i mean and like i think then they're more receptive because a you would have something to talk about Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be the awkward silence and then i think what you said definitely like putting a time limit on so that yes. y'all can start to get to know each other, and then the more familiar that y'all become, then the more that y'all can hang out. Yes. Because, like, yeah, that's all I got. Especially for family functions. I know for my parents, like, if I'm bringing Bay home and we're having a cookout, he better have something in his hands, meaning some a pack of beer, a pack of meat, some chips, some dips, something. You know what I mean? Like, my parents are very old school and very old-fashioned, so they pay attention to that kind of stuff. They pay attention to you standing around, talking to everybody, or you over in the corner by yourself. Like, they want... They look at those kind of things. And so for me, too, I think that it's a great sign that you want to introduce your bae to the family. And it's a great sign if he wants to introduce you to the family. Because I think that that says a lot. Yeah, I think regardless, the situation is going to be nerve-wracking. It is. You just, I mean, you got to bite the bullet and get it over with. So I'm talking big shit right now, but. But keep that hour and a half time limit. That's my suggestion. But. But if you have a question, if anyone else has a question that you want us to answer or take or take on, email us at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So before we close out to our words of encouragement, one thing before we hit this new decade, what's something that you're leaving in 2019? Um, For me, um... Thinking and playing small, like I'm leaving. I'm leaving that in 2019 because I think that I have been playing myself. I think that I have gotten comfortable with being comfortable. I think I really haven't pushed the status quo. I haven't pushed myself. I haven't challenged myself. And I think for me, in order to get to the level that I want to get to and to become the individual that I want to get to, that I have to leave that because I'm not going to be successful if I don't. And I think for me, one thing I want to leave in 2019 is regret. Regretting choices and decisions that I've made because you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Listen, so that part right there. That is what I'm leaving in 2019. So what's something you're hoping and believing for in 2020? 
I'm believing God for more happiness. I'm believing God for more travel. I'm believing God for more, I know you asked for one, for more financial yes, security, for, for multiple streams <laughs> of income. Like in 2020, like, and like I, like you said earlier in the podcast, like I'm not waiting until 2020 to do all these things. Right. I started implementing these things, but these right. are things that I want. But really my goal in 2020 is just really to be like, to be more authentically myself, to be more authentically myself and to be louder, like not voice wise, but presence wise, intelligence wise, um, brand wise mm-hmm. and different things like that. Like I'm not shrinking for anybody. Like I'm not shrinking for anybody. I'm not playing small for anybody. And like in 2020, like I really want to push myself to new levels. I really want to challenge myself to true levels. And I really want to prove to myself that everything that I've been praying and believing for, I have everything that I need to do it. I, that I just have to trust God. So for 2020, like, that's literally my mantra, like, and I, I was tweeting the other day, and, like, this is how I think, and, like, I feel like this is my mantra, even though you didn't ask me, like, <laughs> literally, either you're with me or you're not, and if you're not, that's your loss. Oh, I saw that tweet. But, <laughs> but don't get on the boat when I get where I'm going, because you're going to be big mad. I, I promise I you. I don't think you said nothing about no boat. <laughs> Erica, this was my tweet. <laughs> Sorry, boo. I didn't Sorry. say anything about the boat, but I didn't want to tell you. I hate no that was really good friend my bad um you know what sometimes <laughs> sometimes i really love erica you love me all the and time then, first of all so you're gonna leave me in 2019 i might have to <laughs> i'm gonna leave you for like five minutes so you can think about what you did <laughs> and i was on a roll and i don't remember what i was gonna say but your mantra was you're gonna be big mad yes I am. Thank you for remembering. I guess I'll take you back now. But don't do that no more. You leaving that in 2019. I'm telling you now. Anyway, answer the question for you, While I drink the rest of this wine. Okay, what was the question? Okay, what's something you're hoping and believing for in 2020? Mine would definitely be increase in all areas of my life. Um, And also what I'm hoping and believing for is for God to do exceedingly abundantly above everything that I've been praying for that I have yet to receive and see in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what I'm hoping and believing for is to be the best version of myself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because y'all, listen, when these these pounds have been dropping off, this skin has been clearing, listen. this hair has been growing, listen. <laughs> and I just want to look my best, feel my best, be my best in all aspects and areas of my life for 2020. And I'm already starting. So. Listen, we ain't playing with y'all, and y'all gonna be big mad if you're not on the boat now. So, <laughs> either we get go up- this boat. Where is this boat? It's not that big. Okay, so y'all go <laughs> Shelby's ark. <laughs> it is, and you gonna want to be on the boat too. So yeah, anyway, y'all leaving me. I can swim, but not that the much. main one. <laughs> Where's the boat coming from? Don't leave me. <laughs> So speaking of Noah's Ark, I mean Shelby's Ark, let's get into the words of encouragement. So lead us on out, Pastor. Anyway, <clears throat> y'all pray for Eric. <laughs> the Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? For me, um, when I think about the um, this verse and different things like that, for me personally, I think about like for so many years or for so much time, I've allowed, like, other people to dictate my happiness, and I've allowed other people to dictate and dictate if I'm going to go after something or if I'm going to pursue something and different things like that. But I'm literally at a point in my life where I, in the most humble way, I just don't care what people think. I don't care what people have to say, and I don't care what people think about me. Like, at the end of the day, like, I have nothing to be afraid of. I don't have anything to stress about because God has me covered point blank in the period. Yes, I love the first part of this my light and salvation so why should i be afraid because there is this song that i really i li- listen to it probably every week um i forgot who's by it's by william murphy i think and he literally says these words he says the lord is my light and salvation whom shall i fear whom shall i be afraid so i think that that builds your confidence because we always talk about every day is going to be facing some sort of fear i mean you're not going to face danger or anything like that every day but i'm just saying something will cause you to be fearful whether it's something very small or very big but when you have that confidence that you know that god is your light and he will lead you somewhere that should be the confidence to not be afraid and i don't necessarily think if you are have if you are afraid or you are a little fearful doesn't mean you don't have faith yeah but you can't let that overpower yeah um your faith so i mean i just think that this is an awesome verse yeah yeah so we're going to pray all on out. Bow your head. Close your eyes. Okay. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how to ask that you will continue to bless each and every single person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that as we prepare to go into a new decade, we pray, Lord Jesus, that they can leave whatever they need to leave in 2019. We pray that they will leave stress. We pray that they will leave bitterness. We pray that they will leave unsupportive people, spouses, um, and unsupportive things and things that no longer serve them we pray lord jesus that as they go into this new decade that they would get serious about really what they want to do we pray that they would create a plan we pray that they would write the vision we pray that they would make out a plan we pray that whatever you have called them to do lord jesus that they would do we pray that they wouldn't worry about uh, what anyone else has to say we pray that they wouldn't worry about how it's going to get done we pray that they would have the faith of a mustard seed lord jesus to go for and to pursue their dreams we pray that they would have the faith of a mustard seed to apply for the job to go after the person that they're um, and like with, we pray that they would know that they can do all things through Christ, Lord Jesus. We pray that as they go into this new decade, Lord Jesus, that they remember that they can do anything through you, Lord Jesus, as long as you have them. In their name we pray. Amen. Amen.